we're going through a 2023 recap here. A year in review for Cleve and me. As we get down the home stretch, I cannot believe how fast time flies. I swear it goes faster by the day. And Cleve, before um, we start the show, I just wanted to say to the people that I listened to last year's holiday episode, and we're going to share with you who our 2022 MVPs were, see where they're at now in 2023, going into the 24 year. And then also what? We both picked a, a match of the year we wanted to see as a Christmas gift of ours last year for this year. Let's see if those came true as well. Because Cleve and Joey have two phenomenal matches. And one of the two happened. So one of the boys got their Christmas gift. And then after that, 2023 MVPs, who stole the show this year, male and female. And then we're going to look at the future into 2024 and talk about really who could be that next breakout star that's already on the rise? And Cleve, how are you doing? First off, I know it's been crazy busy. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Holidays, all that good stuff. But we're going to get down to business. And we're not even really going to be talking too many storylines because we have so much to recap in the year of 2023. I'm doing good. Like Joe said, we've been gone for a while. But now we're back to give you guys the last episode of 2023. It's a lot to go over. We made a lot of crazy predictions last year. Some say came true, some did not. So we're going to review which ones came true. But I'm just glad to be back, you know, especially on the last episode of 2023 as we go into 2024 with more Cleve and me. Just a lot of great things to talk about today. And there is no doubt. So we'll just get this started right now. And here we go. So. I told you fans, and for again, it's too late by now. Nah, it's never too late, but again, on Twitter, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you type in Cleve and me, you can listen to our content, follow uh, our Twitter as it's very active daily. And also at the same time, we uh, both have Instagrams and our own Twitter accounts as well. So get on there, hop on it, and listen to all the prior shows leading into this wonderful year as me and Cleve go into 2024 and Cleve and me is back for 2024. We ain't going anywhere. So here's the thing, Cleve, for our MVPs, I chose Sammy Zayn for the year 2022 because of the bloodline story and John Moxley and AEW for everything he did with the titles and being the staple really to me, keeping everything together while there was some messes along the way there. And then your side of the things, male, Austin Theory, youngest United States champion, really got on the scene. And then, of course, Roman Reigns, the undisputed champion, the leader of the table, everything, the bloodline man himself, Roman Reigns. So where are they at now? It's kind of interesting to me, Cleve. You, we'll start with, you know, you look at Roman Reigns and Austin Theory, to me, Roman obviously has continued his great path. He could be an MVP year, MVP every year almost at this point. Um, and then Austin Theory, he doesn't have a title now. He's still on SmackDown all the time. But what would you say about where these two guys are at now? And uh, would you give them the award again? So 
right now Roman's at a Roman's at a historical pace pace and place right now. He's potentially on his way to passing Hulk Hogan as being one of the longest reigning champions in all of WWE. So I think Roman still he has taken time off. I know a lot of fans aren't too thrilled about that. Um, they feel the championship defended every month. I'm kind of iffy on that point, but that's here or there. But I think I would still give it to Roman because I think the head of the table, the tribal chief, is still as strong as then it was three, what three, four years ago when it first when he first started as a tribal chief to where it is now, especially the different things that have happened with the bloodline. You mentioned Sami Zayn. We talked you gotta mention what Jay did. I mean, it was just a lot of things that happened in the bloodline and Roman at the end of the day, is still the number one guy in all of WWE. So same for Roman. Austin Theory, I feel like Theory's just in this weird spot right now, a weird creative decision. He has the potential. If like if fans didn't like Theory, you would know. Like, they boo him. Come on. You know, they boo Dominic, too. But we all know sometimes it's just like a joke fans like doing whatnot. But I think eventually they're going to give Theory his chance. I was seeing that Theory was being advertised for SmackDown. And for wrestling fans, if you pay attention, usually the guys that are on the picture for the show and what's probably going to play a big part into that show because they're promoting that certain superstar. So Theory had, it was two about two weeks or so, it was just Theory and the SmackDown. So I think in 2024 they're going to have bigger plans for Theory. But I think, excuse me, 2023, he started off hot, but then he lost the United States champion. He went through a weird little drift. Now he's teaming with Grayson Waller, which I think has potential to be a good tag team. So with everything I just said, I think I would take it back on theory only because he didn't have a successful 2023 as I thought. It's not a knock on him. It's just a creative blocking for the writers right now. And I look at my guys after you looked at the couple that you just mentioned. And Sami Zayn is definitely not on the level of when he was in the bloodline, but he has done many good things. He's been tag team champion, been involved with the Judgment Day, been on the same team in the Survivor Series with guys like Cody Rhodes, um, amongst many great others like Seth Rollins. So there is, he is always involved in the star power. And then John Moxley, I mean – you look at AEW right now, and you have to say he's one of the top three guys that just consistently show up within every day. He might not be the champion like he was last year at this time, but a man like him doesn't have to be the champion to have the success that um, he has reached out to to me. So interesting to see. I wanted to just recap 2022 because once we enter 24, 22 is fully behind us. So we will leave that there after we talk about the woman Really, um, two phenomenal women here, Bianca Belair and Jay Cargill, were chosen as our 2022 MVPs. It is interesting that Jade has moved. Oh, she did so good. She's like, you know what? It's WWE. No, I'm just kidding. It could go wherever, obviously. But both now are in WWE. Jade has not appeared yet, but I, a lot of people are ecstatic about her opportunity probably coming at the Royal Rumble. And then, Cleve, though, talk a little on Bianca Belair, and I don't want to say, I don't want to use the word stale, because stale sounds a little disrespectful, but I just feel like, 
I I almost want to say it would be good to get a Bianca Belair heel turn, but I don't I don't exactly know how that would go either. But I I just feel like she needs a revitalization if that makes sense. I agree. This is sometimes the trouble you have when you build up a young star, especially how Bianca was built up. She was basically kind of sort of in the way of a female John Cena, you know, you you kind of figured they wasn't going to lose that match, you know. And especially in today's wrestling world, too, you got a lot of fans that are, after a while, they just start booing. And it makes no sense. Sometimes they just turn on a person, especially when they win a championship. You know, you get the, they should be champion, they should be champion, then they win it, then a couple weeks later, eh, I don't want that person champion anymore. So I think Bianca is in a weird situation right now. I know she's taking time off. I think it could be the same situation with Charlotte. You know, Charlotte's a heel or a face, whatever. People complain about Charlotte. And then when she goes and you see the women division turns into, I don't know, I don't know, goes from A to a C. And you go, man, you know, Charlotte does make a huge exactly. difference in the women's division. That's the same with Bianca Belair. You got a lot of good women talent in the division, but you don't have, it's not that, it's not no other Bianca Belair. Maybe Jay Cargo will come in and maybe she can be somewhere like that. But for right now, it's just one Bianca Belair. So fans will appreciate her as she takes her time off. And especially with Charlotte being gone for nine months. I know we haven't been on a while. And I don't know if a lot of fans know that Charlotte will basically out a year. They say nine months, but we know that could be an entire year. Hopefully speedy recovery for Charlotte. This is a big opportunity for a lot of the younger people to hop on the scene, but this will also just show the importance of big name women's wrestlers like Bianca Belair. So I think she's going to bounce back. I don't think she needs a heel turn. Not everybody's meant to be a heel. Some guy, people go heel and you're just like, why? You know, Rey Mysterio never went heel. John Cena never went heel. I mean, I can, a couple of great wrestlers have went their entire career just being a face. So I don't think it's a change needed. I think fans just need to appreciate greatness more. Absolutely. And because greatness never gets old. People love, if you could be great and stay great, why do otherwise? That is a recap on 2022. Let's move to 2023. Um, we'll end the show with the match we wanted to see uh, as we take it full circle. But we're going to go on to 2023 MVPs. This is somebody who, you know, well, it's up to you. It's your MVP award, Clave. It's my MVP award. We're going to do one. Actually, I'm going to give two male ones out and one female, and then you can give your male and female. And I'm going to start. Um, I'm going to give an AEW MVP out first really quick to the males, and I want to give it to Mr. Swerve Strickland. This man was released from the WWE uh, at one point, as we all know, along with many of his other Faction members, uh, now I think BFAB and Hot Big Dollar, Hot Dollar, Dollar Dollar, uh, were also released. Uh, yeah, don't miss him much. But Strickland, I love what he does at the age of 33 years old now. He's been, I mean, you just go on YouTube and he has been putting up championship-worthy matches. Uh, him versus Adam Hangman Page um, stands out most to me. But also, besides that, there's just been so many opportunities for this guy. And he he has not hit the main title scene yet. He will get there. 
but it just might take a little more time as MJF has that uh, spot right now. So once we can get him into the title scene, he can almost be somebody who really comes out big in 2024 as well. But what I will say is this, when you look at, I mean, Cleve, sometimes when you leave the WWE, some you might think, oh, man, my career could be headed downhill. Nah, nah. Not for some of these stars and especially uh, him as well. I don't know if you want to make any comments on Mr. Swerve Strickland, but he was in NXT and WWE, so you will be familiar with him as well. Yeah, I've been seeing some stuff about Swerve. It seems he's doing really good over here in AEW. I don't know what happened in the WWE. It just seems they brought him up. Uh, what was the group called again? Uh, Hit Row. Hit Row. It seems like Hit Row was a huge thing on NXT. He signed then, in 2019 to WWE. Pretty sure he was Cruiserweight Champion, too, at one point in time. Pretty I'll sure he, he was on two. Yeah, Cruiserweight Championship. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that when they brought that group up from NXT, which we've seen a lot, it just felt like maybe they came up too soon or I don't know what made him fumble on the main roster. But glad to see he's recovering and doing better of it. AW, which is something you want to see a lot of guys do. If they don't work out in WWE, then let's see them go to another company and then show what WWE is missing out on. Yeah, and I mean, what a perfect opportunity that was for him. So that's why I want to put that award there. I mean, he's also been in New Japan Wrestling, obviously the independent circuit, Major League Wrestling, Lucha Underground for a few years. Um, And I mean, just look him up. The man is incredible and to me deserves to be put on the scene. I could have went with MJF, but I'd rather give it to Swerve Strickland. Um, Going on, though, Cleve, give me your male MVP in WWE of 2023. I don't know how we can – there's no other person but the one-man Gunther. He has been he is the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. I don't care. You can you can bring up Jericho, you can bring up you can say the Miz, you can say a whole lot of guys. A lot of guys have held the IC champion. But no one has did it as great as he has with one reign. He's only this is his first title, like his first time having the Intercontinental Champion. He's breaking records. I mean, every match he puts on is better than the last match before. I mean He's even winning over the crowd. I mean, he was excellent. And he let's just remind fans, he started off at NXT UK. You don't even know that doesn't even exist anymore. Then they put on more of an NXT. He dominates over there in NXT. He gets called up to the main roster, and he continues to do what he's been doing the past few stops before he got to the main roster. Winning the IC champion and has elevated that champion to a way that it's back to the prestigious level. It used to be back in the early 2000s and the 90s. So there's no clear cut of MVP of 2023 as the Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, and when I had Gunther on my list, um, I really wanted to – he deserves the credit. Listen, I chose two stars because I had a feeling one of these two guys could have been taken. So, I mean – you mentioned everything right there. I don't have to say too much more. What I will say on Gunther is this, just his body transformation alone since a couple of years back to now is amazing. Congrats to him and his wife. They had their first child as well. Just a great, great year for the longest reigning intercontinental champion. Love that you picked him. Cleve, mine's going to Jey Uso. 
Uh, this man was able to step away. Yeah, exactly. Hands in the air. Everyone's doing it these days. Um, you know, he stepped out of the bloodline. He stepped out of the Usos and took a chance going to Raw on his own. And he has delivered in every way possible, whether it's his entrance where he gets the entire crowd getting up and down like you were just doing. And then on top of that, in the ring, he is phenomenal. He can, you know, he can do, he can be scrappy. And at the same time, he'll give you all the jumps and flips that you want to see. So to me, he just really put himself as a potential number one himself. Roman better be careful. That's all I'm saying. Because uh, Jay got his opportunity. He beat him in a tag team match. He was the one who pinned him for the first time in 1,200 days last year. And people forget uh, at SummerSlam, in the main event, he came ever so close. Cleve, we were there in person at Ford Field to witness his damn near victory. Um, do you have anything to say about, to me, Jay Uso, who should, um, whatever his contract is now, especially since he doesn't get in too much trouble like his brother Jimmy, give this man a bag if he hasn't gotten one already. You know, Joe, I definitely agree. Uh, it's It takes a lot. It's a huge risk for a guy that's primarily seen as a tag team specialist to step away and become a single star. A lot of guys have tried that in the past when WWE sort of broke tag teams up. I think the most recent example was Heavy Machinery, um, Otis and Tucker. The moment they broke up, Otis sort of hopped onto a different level. Fans love Otis, and then Tucker just became – Tucker. I didn't think he lasts two weeks after they broke up. So just take a step like what Jay did away from being with his brother and becoming sort of an important guy on Raw. He's up there in like the upper uh, heavyweight class right now. He may never win the big one. You know, that's that's to be seen. But I think everything else has pointed him in the direction of being one of the main focus of regardless of whatever show he goes on. And I do think eventually he do he does deserve his own single title, which will probably come after Mania. But yes, I agree. Jey Uso had a lot going for himself, and this is another example of great long term storyline that WWE has been doing these past few years. Now, to me, Cleve, there is no more obvious answer for the female MVP. Uh, in my eyes, I think it's so obvious that I don't even think if you say a different name that's in my head, I can be convinced because to me, it's just so straightforward. But I'm going to let you take the first stab at it. Who is your female MVP? That was me, Rhea Ripley. Easily. She Thank you. Dominated this women's division. I was just actually, funny thing, I was looking at the highlights from her and that Charlotte at WrestleMania this past year, you want to talk about a hard-hitting women's rap. We really don't see that many hard hits in women's matches, but that was a hard type of match where they just beat the hell out of each other for 20-something minutes. And Rhea wins it, and Rhea's been on a run ever since she's had it. She's putting everybody down. She has dominated. She's looking like the best women's champion we've seen in a long, long time. So Rhea Ripley, MVP. Yeah, it's not even close. I mean... From being mommy with Don Mysterio in the great Twitter um, videos they do on holidays with the Mysterio family, to being the leader of the Judgment Day now, to being the woman's champion on Monday Night Raw. The lady just beats the living piss out of other women. 
and she's on a road that I don't know when it's going to be stopped. I, I would love to see her um, and Becky Lynch at the next WrestleMania. I think that would be phenomenal, but this lady deserves everything she gets and more. I told you how obvious I thought it was. And now that her name is out there, Rhea, you deserve it all. I'm interested to see where the judgment day goes over the next few months. Um, because I think they're going to do something, you know, to mix things up. But in terms of Ripley, keep doing it. And it has been phenomenal. You could easily be, we could be sitting here at Cleveland next year. And I think she could be in consideration for that award again. So we did our male and female 2023 MVP. Shout out to Jay Uso, Gunther, Swerve Strickland, and Rhea Ripley. We're going to now move to our 2024 breakout stars, male and female. I have quite a few names on this list. I can't wait to see where Clave goes with it. And then we will end with our Christmas match we wanted from last year. One of us got our gift. One of us did not. But it could still happen. So we won't throw it completely out of the picture. Cleve, I'm going to start on the female side of the things this time since we just left off there with 23 into 24. My breakout female star, I'm going to list a couple, but just one for now. And to me, that is Dakota Kai. I think that she is looming in uh, damage control. She's been on the mic some, a little bit in the ring. But she has not been... Uh, the, the champion, she's not Bailey level. So she kind of gets looked over sometimes, but I really see big things coming for Dakota Kai. Um, I'll be interested to see if, you know, what happens in the faction where things split off. But I, I think this is a year where people might be, you know, a little bit surprised that she gets, maybe she gets some main title shots by the, this time next year. So I'm going to start off with her. What do you think about that? And then who do you have as a 2024 breakout star? I think you, you started off with good with Dakota Kai. I think we do sometimes tend to forget about her because she is she tore her ACL, so she's been out for a very long time. And it sort of just seems like she's like she's just there. Like, you know, she's not like really playing that huge of a role. So I'm gonna be honest, I'm not really sold on her. You know, maybe when she comes back and I see different, but I just do feel like, you know, it's three in the group. It's what is it, five, four now? And she seems like the fourth option. So hopefully when she makes that return off injury, we see something different. But uh, my breakout star for 2024, Joe, you might not like this. I, I know how you feel about this individual, but I'm going Nia Jackson. I think <laughs> I, I knew that was going to be his reaction, but I think she just has a lot to prove this year she was she looks better in the ring actually i mean how she left the wwe you know fans didn't like her she was known to injure people so i think she has a lot to prove in 2024 and if we're being completely honest i mean she's not a bad option to be your women's champion i mean that's how many people can really beat her on the roster i i think that if you want to create a monster which i think is missing in the women's division Nia Jax is the perfect, um, perfect heel character for that. So I go Nia Jackson for 24. Crazy pick, I know. I know. Add another couple names, but I just like the direction, especially if Nia and Becky gets into a feud and 
we can sort of get some words play from years ago when Nia broke her nose and created the My hole. <laughs> uh, really quickly, I want to get, because I don't even talk about Nia Jax, so I'm just going <laughs> over that. Um, <laughs> my NXT uh, breakout star, real quick before I give one more uh, main roster woman, since we only gave Rhea Ripley for MVP because she just dominated, is Valerie Lareda. She was a UFC fighter, very beautiful woman, 25 years old. Um, she was 4-1 and one in her mixed martial arts career, and now she is an NXT, um, which you know, we haven't seen a ton of her yet, but I'm telling you, her name is Lola Vice, by the way, for those who don't know, in NXT. She is going to be, by this time next year, you all know her name, so get to know her now. And by the way, a very beautiful, fine wine looking lady as well. So that's the NXT side of things. And then Cleve, she just signed a new deal and it was her birthday recently. Selena Vega to me wouldn't have signed a huge deal if there's not something coming her way this year. I, I think, you know, that match she had in Puerto Rico for the women's title against Ripley was the best match besides Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley, to me, has had with an opponent where the crowd was getting really into it. And I would love to see Vega make some noise here at some point. I know she, they got their own things going on with the internal battle with the Luchas right now and that, um, especially with Garza. And I know we said we're not talking storylines, but I told you Garza and Umberto Carrillo would come back heel to help out Santos. I knew that was going to happen. Great usage of them and great prediction by me, frankly. Uh, but getting back to it, I want to see Selena Vega have a year. What do you – when you look at people like Selena Vega, Liv Morgan, um, who else do, am I just going to throw into this woman's mix? I'll even put – You can put uh, um, Raquel Rodriguez. She's another yeah, one. But in, in she, yeah, where do you see – does Selena have a path to great success this year, or do you think she – this isn't a knock, but it's just more of a mid-card woman's role. So this is the problem. I think this is the real issue with the women's division is they really don't have a middle-card championship belt. So you only have two belts. You know, you got to, like, everybody has to be get a chance to fight for the main belt. But I say for Selena, they obviously like her. They're keep, You know, they're paying money to keep her around. So obviously they have something planned for her. But it's probably going to be one of those situations where in sports, you know, somebody goes down and the coach looks down the bench and he goes, all right, which person I'm going to give this chance to? I mean, we've seen it in the past. I know, Joe, you're a Liv Morgan fan, but mm-hmm. did you have thought three years ago that Liv Morgan would win the Women's Championship? No, no, no one could have predicted that. But an opportunity presented itself. Liv Morgan delivered. Now, what she did afterwards, is it's, it's just whatever. But I think you should at least let Selena Vega get an opportunity. Because, you you know, if you give a person an opportunity and they fail, all right, well, you can say, you know what, I gave that person a try. It just didn't work out, you know. And then 10, maybe a couple more years later, you'll give it another try if they're doing better. But give Selena a try. I mean, she's not that bad in the ring. She's really got a cool finisher. You mentioned what happened in Puerto Rico and Backlash. I mean, you want to talk about a home crowd advantage. Like, the crowd was just going crazy for Selena Vega. So I think what's stopping the WWE from pushing her at the moment is that they didn't get that crowd reaction here in the States. And that's a big thing that you have to pay attention to. 
because you can go overseas to London, uh, France, and all these other countries that they do wrestling shows in to get a huge pop. And then you come back to the States and you get, woo, woo, about a couple thousand, couple people in the crowd. Like, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to really compare. Are you really that good? Or it's just like the international fans don't see that often. So they go more crazy than us fans here in the States that see by weekly. So I think they're just waiting for that right reaction, waiting for the crowd to finally truly get behind her. You know, you got fans, but to actually cheer her on when she comes out. And I think when she reaches that moment, she will finally win that women's champion. I sure hope so, because she is B-E-A-U-tiful, I will say that. Um, we're going to move to the male side of things for 2024. And my answer is pretty polarizing, and I, I have a lot of justification to why I will go into it. Um, and Cleve, you could argue this man had a horrible 2023. Uh, outside of one really seen at Survivor Series. You could argue that, you know, he's getting older. But at the same time, I think Mr. CM Punk is going to be the 2024 breakout star because I think he's trying to shove it right up the ash, the ass cheeks of the cons in AEW and anybody that was on that board that kicked him out. I think he wants to prove that, you know, his career is not over. He could still do things at a very high level and uh, love him or hate him. People want to know what CM Punk is doing at all times. I think he gets the job done this year. As long as he stays healthy, injuries have costed him a couple of stints in AEW where it made things tougher. Cleve. And I don't think that helped at all when it came down to his frustrations. But that being said, if this man can stay healthy, I think a year from now, we're looking at a man that, could probably have a title, and on top of that, some freaking awesome moments. I don't know if you saw, but really quickly, he did have his first match back with Don Mysterio in a holiday match. Mm -hmm. I sent some tweets to you guys, and at Cleve and me again posted some. But, yeah, that's uh, my reasoning and who I'm going with. But, well, take that. What do you say to that? I agree. I think CM Punk has a lot to prove. I think him, how he left WWE – 10 years ago and then how he's been sort of bouncing around these past few years where he was retired for a while and he made this great return to AEW, which is arguably up there at the 10 greatest moments in all of wrestling in general. You had grown men in the crowd crying. I thought it was a, it was worse than the John Cena t-shirt wearing guys, but it was just a really, I think Punk just has a lot to prove and you're right. He has to show the cons, especially that idiot Tony, was it Tony Whiteface Con? <laughs> White nose, my bad. White nose Con. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you know, that guy's so juiced up. But anyway, he has to prove to him that he's still a main event star. And he also has to show WWE that they didn't, they didn't, you know, put, they didn't regret giving him the second opportunity. Because, I mean, the way CM Punk exited and the stuff he said, I mean, would you ever want that guy to come working for you again? <sighs> but, <laughs> but I think Punk will be, play a great role. He'll finally probably get that opportunity, Joe, that he wanted all those years ago, and that's to headline at WrestleMania. But at the time, you know, you had a lot of big other names than him. But that would be just a real cool redemption for Punk to come back and win the belt. 
and then show everyone that he just not only cares about himself. Let's say you on your male breakout star, my man. Oh man, it's the guy that's the mega star. It's the guy that's been heating up. Even when they try let me cool, talk to you. Even when they try to cool him down or this and that, the fan support for LA Knight will only yeah. going into 2024. The man hasn't won a title belt, Joe, and he's one of the top merch sellers in all of WWE. Imagine when the megastar finally wins his champion, whether that is the Intercontinental or the United States. I think it's the United States champion. I'm leaning toward LA is going to get his WrestleMania moment next year. From your boy, Logan Paul. <laughs> yeah, 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 that guy. <laughs> well, hey, a real star would take it off that uh, TikTok guy. But I just think L.A. Knight, I think L.A. Knight, you know what's funny? The You know the first match L.A. Knight had this year, Joe? I bet you. Let's see if you remember at the Royal Rumble. Um, L.A. Knight versus at the Royal Rumble. Bray Wyatt? Yeah. Do you remember the match, though? The dark the, is that was that the Mountain Dew match? Yeah. <laughs> See, I got it. I'm good. As you, so that's just so. I saw that I, video the other day, really quick, not to cut you off of when Undertaker, L.A. Knight, and Bray Wyatt were in the ring. That was pretty polarized. That man, rest in peace as always. But go on. Definitely rest in peace to Bray Wyatt. I remember watching that match, and I remember it was a lot of mixed reviews on that match because Uncle Howdy came out and he jumped on LA Knight, and it was, it was one of those things. It's just like, man, this is. Can you really imagine, like, thinking that at the time that LA Knight would be as over as he is right now at the beginning of the year? Like, that was basically a squash match, and now he's like arguably one of the top guys on SmackDown. I mean, every time he come out, the yeah chant, like everything about LA Knight screams future WWE champion. I hope so. You know, let me talk to you. I would love to see that shit go down as a huge fan. He's working with the top stars like John Cena and Randy Orton. You got to think his time's coming sooner than later. And I hope you are right on that. Honestly, even though I chose Punk, would love to see LA Knight with a championship at some point. But, Cleve, we are in the fourth quarter now as we move through this Cleve and Me episode because this is the last one of 23. We'll see you all on the other side of 2024, which is crazy to say. But before we do so, Cleve, um, and again, people, at Cleve and Me, follow us at Cleve and Me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, so many more outlets. Cleve, the match that you wanted that you did not get, but I think still was very possible from last year, you wanted Brock Lesnar versus Gunther for the IC title, and it did not happen. There was plenty of rumors on the possibility, but it never quite made it. Is that another Christmas? Is that a Christmas gift you still hope to get in the new year? I would. I mean, that would be a great matchup between two guys, like that two behemoth type men, especially for the IC champion. A belt that Brock Lesnar has never won, which winning it would has he won a tag title? I don't know if he won a tag title. But just for Brock to wrestle for the Intercontinental Champion and just be something really, really cool to see. So I still got that as my wish list to see those guys go at it at WrestleMania. 
And on top of that, that match is, I mean, I could, I wouldn't mind who won. I mean, obviously, because now Gunther's broken the record. I wouldn't even mind who would win that match. Uh, I would probably slight with Gunther, of course, because, you know, he'd be more out. He can get more over it with a win against Brock, just like Cody. When we saw that win at SummerSlam and Brock Lesnar acknowledging him. So that is a match I would love to see. Cleve, my match did come true. I had Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns. Now, I wanted the opposite uh, result. I didn't get what I wanted. But I think I'll get it this year at WrestleMania, assuming The Rock doesn't show up. But I, just like everybody else, you fall short to Roman, you fall short to the bloodline. Uh, Cleve, I'll ask you this. Do you think Cody Rhodes eventually beats Roman for the championship? Or we'll never get that. I think we're going to get it. I think Cody is going to get that redemption story this year. Because, you know, I mean, what else we've been building him up for? Another little fun fact, since we're talking about 2023, Joe, do you remember who we wrestled the uh, next pay-per-view after WrestleMania? Brock Lesnar. There you go. Isn't that crazy? A random Brock and Cody thing happened and then – Cody on the Monday Cody. Night Raw where he gave the double middle fingers, I remember. <laughs> and they said that was like Vince McMahon's last stand. <laughs> Dude, it was just like such a random feud. And then it produced three great matches. One of them, Brock Lesnar, was bleeding like a stuffed pig. We saw one live. Yeah, we did see one. Act. And then they shook hands. That was just a cool moment. So I think from everything that they've been building Cody up from since losing the – since January of 23 until now, especially feuding with the Judgment Day. Um, I think he's feuding with Shinsuke right now. That would be really, really good to lead up into 2024. But I think Cody gets his chance. I think only thing that I think stopping it is that maybe Triple H wants to say F Hulk Hogan's record and, you know, let Roman keep going on. But I think Cody gets it. And again, people, uh, this week we have another, uh, obviously, last night SmackDown showed their year in review. Um, so get caught up on our Cleveland Me content. You know, this is the time before we get a fresh Raw on Monday. Uh, I cannot wait to see where the Royal Rumble storylines. This is the stretch, Cleve. Um, I do want to, you know, give a, the people a little bit of taste. We are really hitting the ground running. Once Monday Night Raw hits... They're calling that new, uh, like, day one from the old – they tried that one-time pay-per-view. They're doing that in Raw, where we'll have Drew McIntyre and Rollins for the title. Um, we have Becky Lynch. I believe she's fighting – she might be fighting Nia Jax. Um, but there's it's a great card on Monday night. The women's tag titles are up. There's going to be so much action. And then on SmackDown, uh, they're calling that – they have New Year's Evil, New Year's Evil on NXT Tuesday, and then SmackDown has a show of their own. So we're going to get back to the wild times. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. What is one thing you're most looking forward to to see what happens this Royal Rumble um, and over these next four weeks to see what develops? Oh, the Royal Rumble. It's probably the most exciting thing of the entire year to see, especially with how this year's went with Punk returning. It's a, it's a lot of big names, Joe, that you could possibly throw into the upper car. A lot of guys have been on a good run. You got KO. You still got Jay. You got Drew McIntyre lurking around somewhere. You got Cody. I just mentioned LA Knight. You got CM Punk. 
Hey, I throw Sokoa in there. I think Sokoa is going to play a big factor too into 2024. So I think the Rumble is really the most intriguing that's starting off. We're at WrestleMania, obviously, but we're talking about the couple months leading up. So I think the Royal Rumble match will definitely be in for both Raw, for both women's and men's side. Definitely interesting to see where that goes. And we will also be here because uh, AEW do will recap AEW World Ends. Uh, that is tonight as well. That's going to be uh, held in New York where MJF versus Samoa Joe will be the main event of that. Also look forward to Hook versus Weeder Eula, Eddie Kingston versus John Moxley, uh, Tony Storm ver, uh, versus Rio, Christian Cage versus Adam Copeland, Miro versus uh, Andrade, and then, like I said, uh, MJF and Samoa Joe and a few others. Clave, really quick on that, Christian Cage versus Adam Copeland. Um, even though I love Kingston and Moxley, that's the match I want to see most. I'd love to see. Those two guys are so good on the mic still, and they still have so much to give to me, even though their careers are coming to an end. I'm really looking forward to see in that no DQ match for the TNT Championship, what veteran comes out on top. Uh, I think Edge comes out. I don't think Edge has that long to wrestle, so I think um, Edge is probably going to win the belt holder for a couple months, and then you can have Christian Cage be the one that officially retires Edge. Because this doesn't seem like a retirement-type matchup. This probably no. just seems like Edge got a couple more matches, but I think that was the direction I would go. Because regardless, the final match of Edge's career should be against the guy that he started his career off with, a guy that he was considered a brother, that they call brother, Christian Cage. My only problem, I just wish it happened in WWE because it would it, it just holds more historic value to it. But sadly, WWE wouldn't want to give these guys a chance. But I think that match is going to be really, really good. And I think Adam Copeland, that's his new name, is coming out on top. His new name and his real name at the same time. <laughs> Anything else before we get the heck out of here, Cleve, on this 2023 recap show? Well, nothing about wrestling, but, you know, we haven't had our football talk in a while. Playoffs, we have not. Playoffs is heating up, fans. As you know, Joe, Tones, and my team are still fighting for a spot. I think my team, we won 10 games. We're going to for sure make it. But I know Joe and Tones' teams are fighting it out for their spot. Joe's going to win his division. Same with I got to give Baker his credit. Baker's played a lot better than what I said a few weeks about him. So shout out Tones. It seems like we're going to play in the playoffs again. So I can't wait for that trash talking. And then on a final note for football, I just want to say, Myron, it's been a long, hard season for you. In the spirit of the holiday seasons, I'm not even going to say what I usually just say, usually say. So hopefully next year you guys come back with Danny Dimes and win more than four games. <laughs> but on a final note, I just want to say thank you to our fans that tune in these past four years that have listened to us since we started yes. this. And especially the new ones that have joined us this year and keep following us until we go into 2024 and beyond. Just, just real thankful for Joe for giving me this opportunity. Thankful for our fans that tune in every week to listen to us talk wrestling and talk a little smack here and there. So big ups to the fans that listen to us. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, of course, and so much more. 
Um, I just want to obviously say again, thank you to everybody that does listen to the show. Uh, Cleve and I do put in the time and effort to get things done. Are we perfect? No, who is? Um, we're so busy in the real world, but this year we came every other week at the worst case scenario. Uh, we almost did every week, but it, towards the end here, we were doing about every other week, but we have been on the grind outside of this podcast. And, and, and of course with Cleve and me on Twitter, uh, you know, you can get at us. And then of course our content on Apple, Spotify. So any other place that, um, you know, is willing to take us and listen to us. So that's how that goes. So, once again, my final time saying it, I love you all. It, you know, it's an honor to just talk wrestling and always stay in. You know, that's how we stay in touch. Yes, we can see each other here and there, but it gets tougher. So this podcast helps great people talk great wrestling. Uh, but for that being Cleve, this is me. We will be back next week in 2024, really heating up to the Royal Rumble. We will recap AEW pay-per-view. And we will see where we are at in the great world of wrestling. But like, as always, for that being Cleve, this is me. God bless. Have a great weekend. A safe new year. And I should really say that to myself in the mirror 10 times before I go on an adventure. Adios, muchachos.